So today's episode, we will dive back into some stoicism and connecting it with the mental kind of thinking blocks we face. And I will say I've been doing some research on Buddhism and kind of Eastern philosophy in general. I have some plans to, in in the works, to kind of connect the two. Stoicism stoicism gets a lot of the attention from the self-help community, kind of in the business world as well. But really, Buddhism covers all of the same stuff, but I would say actually probably does it a little bit better, which is why I want to connect that and try to help kind of make it more, I don't want to say, I guess I want to do want to say, kind of a little bit more mainstream, I guess, and and have that be included. Because I do think self-help has a lot of positive things to provide, and Stoicism seems to dominate it. And I would like to help out this other school of thought in Eastern philosophy that I think should deserves more attention. Not saying it doesn't get attention, which it definitely does with the whole meditation and mindfulness movement, but even more so in that kind of corporate world, I think would be kind of, it'd be more helpful. So, However, I did have some stuff prepared, so I am going to do some, still do some stoicism here today. As always, check out my Patreon to support the show, Discord to to chat with me, and hit the subscribe button as always. And if you're watching on YouTube, check out the podcast and my main channel. And if you're listening on my podcast, check out my main YouTube as well. But all those links are below, so you can check out those if you desire. So, the infamous stoic philosopher Seneca once wrote, Show me a man who is not a slave. One is a slave to lust, another to greed, another to ambition, and all men are slaves to fear. See, all humans subject themselves to mental enslavement. Historical conquerors, politicians, the CEOs of today, your bosses, all of them rule over many, many people, right? All have this power over many people, yet they fail to rule their own minds. The most recognizable Stoic philosopher, Marcus Aurelius, although he he is the most recognizable, he was kind of he was kind of half a Stoic. He he gets all the attention because of his world domination status and just kind of his place in history. But, you know, he he kind of just latched on to Stoicism. He wasn't actually a Stoic, I wouldn't say. But anyway, that's that's a topic again for another day. Uh, but he wrote in Meditations, Alexander and Caesar and Pompey Compared with Diogenes, Heraclitus, Socrates, the philosophers knew the what, the why, the how. Their minds were their own. The others, nothing but anxiety and enslavement. See, Stoic philosophers look to teach us to think beyond our emotional instability. Free us from mental enslavement, as I've been saying. Free us from the turbulence of our emotions. And kind of do this to help clear our minds. And Aurelius himself faced his own mental demons like all leaders. No matter how perfect you perceive someone to be, I guarantee you they have mental demons going on inside their head. So basically, so what he said to kind of help with this is stop allowing your mind to be a slave, to be jerked about by selfish impulses, to kick against fate in the present, and to mistrust the future. So how do we overcome mental enslavement? See, Stoic philosophers hold some valuable insights towards understanding a mindset and a and way of thinking that can be extremely ap- applicable to living a good life, a productive life. And that idea of inserting personal responsibility into your personal philosophy. So we often want to blame others for our state of mind, our job, our wealth, not having the same privileges as others. Now, these are legitimate issues, emotions, and feelings we have. I'm not going to give stoicism all this credit to say it's just it's 
to act as though it's so easy to just dismiss those emotions, right? We shouldn't deny them is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to, I'm kind of adding this on to stoicism a little bit. So you can, you can, you can either agree or disagree with this. I can get the disagreement, but I think it's something that the Stoics like to often cast aside as something that's way easier said than done, I guess you could say. But we also must question what putting blame on others does, right? So like we can be aware of these emotions we have, but should we just, you know, not question them and and just cast them aside and pretend they don't exist, right? But do things like privilege and wealth truly help you escape mental enslavement? Because that's the other kind of misconception. A lot of times, like, people like to point blame places. Well, they're more privileged. They have this. They have that. They grew up in a rich family. All this stuff, right? But what what does that do, right? What do these things do? Just look at Hollywood, for example. I think that's kind of an easy example. Look at all the stories of dysfunctional behavior in Hollywood where a star is one bad decision away from being exiled from showbiz. And then even amongst the very wealthy families, you see dysfunction in those families, right? We see it everywhere. Obviously, those are anecdotal examples, but I'm assure you there's research out there to back that up. And you can look that up. I, I did not look that up, admittedly. But anyway, money and fame cannot buy mental freedom. It's kind of the point I'm trying to push out there and what the Stoics would push out there as well. See, we all suffer setbacks in life, events out of our control, losing loved ones, facing financial ruin at the hands of others, rejection and heartbreak, putting endless effort in a project only to be left crushed when it fails. We all face these things. No matter what, how big or how small they are, we all face them. Every single one of us forms our own unique identity, the story of you that we cast ourselves into. As Seneca said, fate leads the willing and drags along the reluctant. It's a very famous quote by him. See, life moves on this linear line like a movie. You can choose to be an actor or choose to be a director, but no matter your choice, the world will keep moving onwards. It doesn't care what choice you make. It's going to keep on going. That's, that's a fact we can guarantee. We don't know if you're going to be a director or an actor, but we do know life will keep going. <laughs> that's something that we can assure you of. So allowing those conquerors, bosses, politicians, and CEOs to have more power over us and our own happiness than we do is to be stuck in this, this idea of victimhood. And not victimhood in the sense of your kind of political clickbaity victimhood. We're not we're not playing the left and right game here with that type of stuff. It's it's something that's purely in your mind, right? By believing other people and circumstances control how we think, feel and dictate the choices we make is to live in mental enslavement. And like I said, to add on to this and maybe partially disagree with the stoics on this, which I don't know if I should do in a stoic episode, but you guys can provide feedback on that side of things. I'm not saying you should deny those circumstances of others or how they feel now or how you personally feel, but you also have to think about what that choice of accepting those, accepting those, being present with those, and then moving on from them, right? Not saying you should forget them, but you also shouldn't just blame, put the blame towards that and just live in that. 
because living in that doesn't do anything. And that's where we're, we'll connect that with Buddhism. I'm going to do an episode where I compare the two because I think it'd be really helpful to do that because like kind of this stuff I'm saying, I'm not going to pretend like it's my own ideas. It's from reading some more Buddhist thought that really connects well with that idea that I think the Stoics often fail at explaining. So, so overcoming this mindset, freeing yourself from victimhood can only be done by embracing this philosophy of personal responsibility for your own choices. And I definitely do still think that's super beneficial and something the Stoics do do very well. See, we cannot allow ourselves to take pride in casting ourselves as the, the victim, only to regard others as the victimizers, you know, taking joy in our misery and others' misery. And that's not to say that there's not people out there trying to create victims, right? That's a bad thing and you address those. But what do you do as an individual when you face that stuff is the question, right? Are you going to blame that or are you going to live on against it? See, wearing our misfortunes as like this badge of honor, justifying in our own self-pity, in reality, it allows us to wallow in our own mental shortcomings. It doesn't do anything, right? So, Epictetus has a good quote on this. He says, make the best use of what is in your power and take the rest as it happens. See, the world owes us nothing. Believing others are advantaged where you are disadvantaged does, does nothing to change your circumstances. It's just, it's just a state of being. There's no knight in shining armor coming to rescue you from your own mindset of victimhood. And that knight in shining armor can come in many things. It can be a political ideology. It can be a public figure, some talking head, some political talking head, or even like self-help talking head as we're kind of talking about self-help today. I think it's kind of relevant, right? They're not going to be your knight in shining armor to rescue you. You are the only one that's going to be your knight in shining armor, right? So when we embrace the mindset of victimhood, deflecting our personal responsibility, just remember there are many politicians and bosses at the ready to exploit your false belief in putting that blame on others. And Marcus Relius has another good quote to kind of connect with this. So it can ruin your life only if it ruins your character. Otherwise, it cannot harm you inside or out. So how do we insert our control in the situation of our minds, right? So the beauty, and and there's there's multiple ways to do this, but we're kind of going to focus on the stoic stoicism side today. So the beauty of all of all of it is is our ability to take a pledge for personal responsibility. Like, what am I going to do in my life to change my circumstances? You know, that's something to be hopeful for, right? So this should make us hopeful of those around you hopeful when witnessing being you know free from mental enslavement when people see that it creates hope for others and yourself see we can free ourselves from the victimhood by understanding the responsibility in our own choices in our own choices of life where we go what we do what we eat if we exercise you know how we look at our job you know what are we doing outside of our job to accomplish where we want to be in life those type of things. When you work, when you when you buy or what you buy, what you read, what people you surround yourself with, what attitude you take towards life, those are choices only you can make. No one's going to make those for you and no one should make those for you. That's part of freedom that's probably important, right? So when we start taking personal responsibility, you realize life can be fun. Life can be hard. But life can also be fun when you kind of 
take the reins of it, right? You rip the chains off. See, life is too short to take every decision so seriously. And that's something I'm still grappling with. And I say all this stuff, and I I know I say this a lot on this podcast, but I am not perfect at this stuff. A lot of the stuff that's writing, these podcasts I create, and these episodes, and this content I create, it's to help in my own life. And this type of episode too, it's a reminder to myself. I'm never going to pretend like I'm perfect at doing all this stuff I'm saying right now by any means. Probably much worse than a lot of you that are listening to this. But damn, is it a good reminder when, when someone is, when I'm saying it and reviewing it or when I listen to it. And that's kind of my point around this is, see, life is too short to take every decision so seriously. And that's something I important that I've found to to recognize and work with what you can control. Because if you go around life trying to control things you can't, you're going to be miserable. That's another thing I can probably guarantee you. And that's even from my limited life experiences. I, I figured that part out, right? So, and the quote to kind of end this, to kind of leave you with with things and to contemplate this episode is, he who laughs at himself never runs out of things to laugh at. And that was said by Epictetus. And as always, thank you for listening. And I hope you tune in next time. And check those links out. Contact me. Hit me up and let me know what you think. And thank you for listening. Peace.